What's up and welcome back to Kind of Funny's The Mandalorian Breakdown for the finale. This is the end of the road for now, but do not fret. We will be back, of course, for Ahsoka in just a few short months. I'm Tim Geddes, and I'm joined by the saddest guy I know, Barrett Courtney. Mandalorians are stronger together, Tim. Also, just really quick shout out. I'm going to miss that uh, little Milk Mommy Grogu face. Yeah. It's going to be our last time seeing it for like a couple. I hate it. It's going to be a couple of years, I think, till we Feels get a like season four, question mark, whatever. Like, Yeah, because when they were shooting, they, like as season one was coming out, they were shooting season two and then season two and Book of Boba Fett were both being shot like so close together that yeah. people assumed it was season three of Mando. Right. Season four is not being shot yet, so I think we, we might be a ways out. What do you think Anthony Carboni. Oh, hi. Uh, I think, yeah, we've we've got a little bit of a break until we until we see Din, uh, both Dins again. Uh, <laughs> but um, man, I'll, I'll tell you what, I think I, I, I really enjoyed this finale a lot. Mm. I enjoyed it so much. There's um, going to be a lot, and, a lot to get into real, real quick. Let, yeah. me, let me do the little rigmarole, because, of course. This is the Kind of Funny screencast. You can get it on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny, RoosterTeeth.com as videos. If you want a podcast, search your favorite podcast service for Kind of Funny screencast, and we will be right there for you. If you want to get the show ad-free, Patreon.com slash Kind of Funny is where you want to go, just like our Patreon producers, Tripod++, James Hastings, Casey Andrew, Nathan Lamoth, and Al Tribesman have done. We appreciate all of you. So very, very much um, a little housekeeping for you in the screencast realm, in the entertainment realm of things. Uh, lots going on over here. Kind of funny. Uh, of course, right now you're watching or listening to the Mandalorian finale breakdown. That is not the only screencast going up today. Me and Rocco from Mega 64 are going to sit down and talk about the Power Rangers once and always Netflix 30 year reunion special. Uh, and what is, a time to be Tim Gettys. Oh, dude, for real. <laughs> I'm Tim Gettys hard today. Oh, yeah. um, so it's, it's going to be fun. Um, and you can check that out later today. Uh, uh, if you like Star Wars, which guess what? I assume you do. What's happening, Barrett? Ooh, later today, if you're watching this the day that we're recording this over on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games, uh, we are premiering my next video essay uh, where I'm, I'm on the books to do four of those. This is the second one coming out, and it's all about why Jedi Fallen Order is such a special game to me. Uh, my favorite Star Wars video game and my second pace, uh, second favorite piece of Star Wars media, second only to Empire Strikes Back. And just kind Ooh. of uh, as a, like a retrospective of like what made that game special and why it kicks ass. Did I want the hell? Headline to be why Jedi Fallen Order kicks ass. Yes. Did I want that to? Did I think that that was going to work as a YouTube headline? No. YouTube's so, in a place right now. YouTube's in a place right now. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. It's in a place and a time. Yep. Go check that out. It'll be uh, premiering at 2 p.m. Uh, Pacific today if you're watching this, and it'll still be up uh, later for those who are watching uh, later uh, and listening on podcast services around the globe. Uh, but yeah, very I'm excited. excited. Roughly that. 30 minutes of just me just talking about why that game kicks ass and kind of like, I think it might be a good tone setter for, for Jedi survivor next week. Yes. It's excellent. I have seen uh, a lot of it because I watched them record it. Y'all are in for a treat. Go check that out later. Uh, but let's get right into it. We've been talking week after week. Oh, also shout out to Sage. She couldn't make it today. Again, uh, go, Go send her some love. Just you know, she just make her feel happy. That kind of Twitter. funny best friend love out there. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Hit her yeah. up. She's not having Sage, a week on Twitter. Um, but she will make her return uh, at some point. Sage uh, Ryan will return. Sage Ryan will in the return. Ahsoka series. Uh, Carboni, <laughs> uh, I cut you off there. What do you think about this episode? <sighs> boy, oh boy. 
I think a lot of things. I think this was a very satisfying ending to what a lot of people feel was a very uneven season. And there, you know, and I understand why people feel that way. Uh, I enjoyed the season a lot, but I understand why people feel that way. But I think that this finale had everything that you would want to come out of this season and this season's plot lines. Um, it had great, it had great moments for every character. It had uh, some real character growth as well. Uh, and I think it, it I, I think it sh made some things explicit that uh, we were wondering about for a little while. Um, particularly, uh, particularly a haul of Giancarlo Esposito. <laughs> just soaking, just soaking in their, uh, what I can only assume are, uh, are flashback tubes. I love, I love that there's the a plural. <laughs> a plural on Esposito's there. <laughs> yes. Uh, I, I really, I really liked it. Um, it felt, I don't know how else to say it, except it felt very freaking Star Wars mm. in a season where they were trying a lot of things and poking at a lot of new stuff to see like, hey, does this feel Star Wars to you? Is this Star Wars? Um, they brought it back in the finale to something that I think felt very classically Star Wars. And I thought it was very satisfying. I don't know. How'd you all feel? Barrett? Yeah, I, I'm kind of similarly where Carboni is at this I think this season has been a bumpy ride and kind of looking at uh what the show has been so far like I would say I would still probably at the end of the day call this the weakest season of the show and I think that's because there is a lot of experimenting of like what can we do with Star Wars what can we do with Mandalorian Star Wars uh and just kind of throwing things at a wall and seeing what sticks and I think some of it worked some of it did not. Uh, but these last two episodes, I've had a really fun time with. And yeah, going right back to what Carboni was saying, it feels like pulpy Star Wars, you know? And, uh, and I think that was in a really fun sense, these last two episodes. A lot of great action, a lot of just fun, silly, just uh, uh, moments of, you know, good versus evil, uh, clashing heads. Uh, kind of seeing where Mando and Grogu uh, end up at the end of the season, I thought was like a cute little like bow tie to this uh, to this season. But again, it, it kind of makes me wonder of like where do the where does the rest of the show go? I honestly like feel like uh, they wrapped it up in such a way of like maybe they like if they never do a fourth season, like this could be the end, and this is just you know Mando and Grogu going out on their adventures and, time. and stuff like that. And so. Um, like I, I enjoyed it, but it didn't leave me being like, "Holy fuck, what a finale!" Like it didn't have that Luke Skywalker it's the season moment. two's finale, yeah, yeah, season two's finale type of moment. But there were still a lot of great moments uh, that, like, I was left satisfied, but not like I need to know the next thing that happens in this particular show. And there were some things that I wanted to be set up for shows coming out later this year that weren't, especially when we've had a season. Of oh. titles that have double meanings for the episodes. The spies. And then, There's only one oh. spy. Also, yeah, who was the spy last week besides the one from Coruscant? And then also, you know, I know it was me setting up my own, I, I, like setting myself up for disappointment with the meaning of the return, which, you know, I know face value, the Mandalorians returning to Mandalore. Fucking awesome. I love how the, this all kind of like wraps up and we'll get into that. But it's like, who else is returning? And I know, mm. like, he's not making his big, big return yet because they're going to save that for Ahsoka. But I would have liked a nice little, Listen. just a little voice, just being like, oh, Gideon's, coming. oh, Gideon's yeah. dead? 
well, that sucks, you know, like just something the blue at the boy end. Blue boy is coming. Is it not enough? Is it not enough for you to have confirmation that the blue boy is no, coming it, after it, waiting it, for so long? No, it it is good enough, but it was just like, again, it didn't make me excited for like, oh, like we gotta wait like four months for Ahsoka. Like it didn't keep me like hooked into the whole Mandoverse because Ahsoka's a part of that, right? It ended yeah. on a weird circle. Very, very, cut. very bizarre. It was so, like, not Star Wars. It, it just it felt so weird. I, my really only gripe with the episode t- uh, last night was just, like, the last scene. I liked the scene. Felt like it was a very weak way to end the season. Yeah. This, I think, is exactly how this season needed to end. And, like, this, mm-hmm. this finale fit this season well, I think, for, for everything that they, they were going for. I really liked it and enjoyed watching it, despite not really thinking it was that good. And I've been that way with a lot of the Star Wars shows for a while now. And that brings a lot of joy and a lot of, like, confusion at, at points. And I feel like this episode did just that. Um, a lot of... Fun things to watch. A lot of the fights were super cool. Oh, yeah. Why I like Star Wars, this delivered. I find I find I struggled to really, really, really say I don't like this and complain about it in a way that I'm mad at it mm. because so much of it is exactly what I want to see, which is like cool laser swords hitting each other in cool ways yeah. and like laser shields having to be. And you just told want to, to see the action the... figures kind of like exactly. match up against each other in a video game like sense. We'll talk about that scene in a second. Oh yeah. That... That was sick as hell. So we've been talking about, uh, thank you for saying that, because really my point and what I want to talk about this finale is we've talked about Mandalorian, the show, all three seasons functioning very much like video games. Mm -hmm. And in many different ways, I think that's kind of evolved. I think one way is the look of it, obviously, because of the reliance on the volume. It just Mm -hmm. kind of already creates that video game cutscene vibe. And when they lean into that, I think there's a lot of fun to be had. And this season leaned in. Mm-hmm. The the random boss encounters. Think about how many bosses were in this and mini bosses <laughs> and like giant monsters. Challenge rooms. And challenge rooms and like <laughs> spider m- mechanical spiders. And like there was just like a lot of stuff in this that I was like, yeah. hey man, it's kind of it's it's fun. Um and I then think him- that goes, you know, and I think that goes back to I think that goes back to Favreau wanting this to be a uh, more of a kung fu sort of story you know what i mean mm. a, a wandering wandering samurai week to week fighting a new show and you definitely thing, get that vibe like i understand that from the interview at the end of this episode right you're like okay this is the this is the show he wants to set up for and, seasons. and so so leaning into that more though where i think the video yeah. game stuff started to kind of get in the way of this season and this episode I feel like so there was cool elements like him downloading the map and then <laughs> getting access to it. I'm like, of course, I'm gonna love that stuff. Yeah. But I do feel like this season in particular felt like loading up an open world game that you haven't played in like ten years, mm. and then just doing some side tra- uh, side quest here, and then flying over there, fast traveling here, doing this thing, and on top of that. With a lot of the plot development, a lot of the way the characters of where they are and who they like, who they don't like, all that stuff, really kind of feels like a video game of you tried something and died, you tried again slightly different and died, we're resetting, we're just going to continue. Like, the fact that they destroyed the Darksaber is like... I love it. I I love it. It pissed me off. And really, that's reason, too, because they're sure, going to bring it back. That's two out of three loves. Of course, they're going to bring it back. And it's just like, then why destroy it? It just feels like this is what Mandalorian is. Is like we're going to do something cool, up and then we're going to walk it just back. to walk it back, and then do it slightly differently again. And and because it's not, I hope they don't. I hope they don't bring the it back. Saber. In that moment, it's not the dark saber. It's a symbol. I get as, it. As, from you know, as it. 
for the symbol that it was in that moment where it's like Gideon has turned everything against her and can crush everything. And also Bo-Katan leaving old beliefs behind. It's a symbol there. And of course, they'll fix it. And when they fix it, it'll be a little different and it'll be a little new. And that's a symbol as well. You know, mm. and that's mm. okay. Dude, totally. It's just, I just feel like it's it can get a little bit like, well, this doesn't really feel like it can ever hit these major highs because it is, kind of, we just see things happening. And sometimes there's rhyme and reason. Sometimes mm. there's not. And, yeah. th and those are both on equal playing fields. Like what they take seriously and what they don't seems like they don't really mind as long as people yeah. are having fun. And again, I'm having fun uh, with, with all of that. It's just really like some of the, the rush stuff of these last two episodes feeling great, but mm. also... Well, guess what? Moff Gideon's back, and now he's gone again, yeah. right? I think, and here's the question, uh, though. Yeah. Is he? Or is that a clone? How many clone? How many clone? That's the thing, right? How many clone? I don't Could know. Is that the only base? Uh, yeah, is that the only base with clone? Who know. Could I mean, be. let's go off on that. What do we think? Was that Gideon, or was that a clone? Oh, man, that's so good. That's such a good thing to think about. I think whether it was Gideon or a clone, I think functionally they've they've destroyed their gideon that yeah. they've been after for so long if a new gideon shows up which could happen i'm very interested in seeing what form a new gideon would take how close are they getting to a force sensitive gideon you know there was a a lot of this stuff harkens back and i'm sure i'm sure barrett thought a lot about this as well a lot of this stuff harkens back to the original heir to the empire stuff and the original thrawn stuff mm. where um Thrawn does have a clone in a room like that, not like a whole hallway of them, but has a clone that he's building. And Luke's got to decide. What's the clone's name? The clone's name is just going to be Thrawn. Uh, the Luke, there is a Luke clone that's yep. Luke with two U's. Yep. Yes, but exactly. We're not talking Luke about that. <laughs> Fucking love we're that. Talking about, we're, talking about we're talking about regular Luke and this Thrawn clone, and he's like, well, I can't just destroy this clone. This clone hasn't done anything wrong yet. It's right, a it's his own new, being. It's its own being, but in the end, winds up having to flood the clone chamber the same way Din did. Um, and I'm wondering, like, if there is a clone of Moff Gideon, what's that clone like? Good guy, bad guy? <laughs> Does he have a mustache? Does he not? Mustache, no mustache? What's up? How many Pershings are there? I was really hoping for more Pershings. Me too. Yeah, that was, uh, that was an interesting thread, but maybe that's something we read too much into, or maybe that's going to be something followed up in like 10 years on a different show. They'll figure they, it out. Because yeah. that's what can I tell you? Filoni loves Can I tell you, doing. by the way, mm. I, uh, uh, I'm bummed that I wasn't here last week for, uh, for Barrett's reaction to Pelion being on the Shadow Council and uh and all of that all of that thrawn forward stuff yeah uh and it hux. must have been a very exciting week and the hux yeah hux's dad ancestor playing yeah. being played by uh what's his face's brother all all yeah. very great that scene kicked ass and again that's why i i was hoping there would be some more build up to what the mm -hmm. early remnants of the first order is up to especially with that big tease last episode and i know that's not entirely yeah. mando's thing right like that's it's not We've like they ended season two really with that it was like you get a mention of thrawn you see ahsoka for an episode but then she's yeah. she fucks off for the last two episodes so well i think yeah. i think they got to build that up right we've got mm. a lot of time before we have to see an organized first order and if we rush to that well, then we've already hit our finish line, right? Mm. And so we've got to be aware of that as fans. Is like if the moment we get up to The Force Awakens, we don't lose this TV stuff by any means, but this TV stuff then has to focus on a much more stringent timeline and put itself in 
you know the little the little bits and pieces and little holes that we have in those films uh admittedly the holes get larger as you go farther through the films right but um i don't necessarily want to see us rush to the creation of a first order no and that's, me, not, that and that's not what i was looking for boy, Luke. And, and i, I was, was looking for more of just like that crew you know just uh, yeah. it, it doesn't have to lead right into this is called the first order now just like yo we got a little bit of a tease it would have been nice to kind of but end think, something with with more of it because yeah it feels like the gideon to me it feels like the gideon chapter is close i don't think I, we I see think him so again. too I think so too. Like unless we unless I, I think season four they would be they would be well served to be free of Gideon. It I do think Gideon some of the season. research he was working on will set up um Snoke in some way, shape, or form. They were yes. he was looking to create artificial being or whatever you want to call them that can also be guaranteed to have and wield the force. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Project which we know Snoke was in a way, you know. So yeah. Yeah. They mentioned Project Necromancer last last episode, right. which we can assume is is bringing Palpatine back. And so um, they're, they've got their base research. Now, Gideon says that the research never made it because Gideon just wants a bunch of Gideons. Right. So now we've got the idea of like we've got Elia who's got who knows that this is is knows that this research exists, knows mm -hmm. what Gideon was up to, was loyal to Gideon as a warlord. But now what does Elia do? with that information and right. who do they now serve in the shadow council if anyone i think i think the fact that we were introed to the shadow council but we didn't get much more to me is is good because it would have been like it would have been like that episode of the mandalorian that was in the middle of boba fett mm. i want the shadow council the shadow council belongs to ahsoka i think mm. the shadow council is for ahsoka and hera and sabine to deal with and I don't necessarily want that to become too entrenched with Din's day to day. I do you know think, what I mean? Yeah, and I, I do think that uh, that everything you said, I, I agree with. I do think that led to a very disjointed season here of like, what were they trying mm -hmm. to do? But mm -hmm. now that it's done, and we can look at everything they accomplished this season, they did put a a bow on a lot of the stories and put things, put the toys in places yeah. where season four to me kind of feels pretty clear of what it could be in a way that I think mm -hmm. makes sense as an additive thing to keep Din as a cool character because he is a cool character and mm -hmm. so is Grogu, Din Grogu. Um, having them go back to being bounty Did you hunters. Have, was it on your bingo card that his first name is actually Jaren? No, man. Like, just weird. Yeah, that was weird. Weird. Like, I, I don't like it. I just, it's just why. Because Bo-Katan has a last name, you know. Bo-Katan yeah. Kreese, but yeah, Din Jaren. Who knows where Din is originally from? Satine's last is, name know? is also Kreese, but we, correct? In right. the same episode. Kreese, Satine, or Kreese, yeah. But maybe, but oh, oh, hold on, Let, let's walk it back here for a second, right? Because this is uh, an extremist cult group that but Pod was Vizsla's son. His name's not like that. No, his name is Ragnar Vizsla of yeah. House Vizsla. But remember that Din does remember his name and remembers his parents but not very well he could be from they're all from different cultures they're not all you know they have their they are part of the mandalorian you know the mandalorian society but you know he just comes from somewhere where their last names first and you know paz Vizla didn't 
I'm I'm like okay with it. I just didn't have yeah. it on my bingo card. That's all. I, thought his first name, I thought his first name was Din. Yeah, because that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, but I I think that uh, season four, if they they kind of have this reset point to refocus on it being about bounty hunting and like actually more like monster of the week style things of them yeah. building the story because. They set it up perfectly with now the bounty hunters would be officially under the New Republic. Like he'd be yeah, going not officially, out. and I love that too. Yeah, like yeah. it's it's good bounty hunting, hunting, and like him going out and like finding all the Imperial remnants and all that from the Shadow Crew, whatever the hell it's the called, Shadow Realm. The, the, yeah, <laughs> what was it called? The, the crew of the Shadow uh, the people, Shadow Council, <laughs> the Shadow, Shadow Council. Council. Uh, I want to see the meeting where they're like, "Yo, what the fuck do we call ourselves?" Totally. Uh, but I, I just feel like that is yeah, a cool thing with, with the spy. Shit. With uh, uh, Elia, 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 um, her uh, storyline being where her being part of the New Republic and like obviously working being with the, the Empire spy, and like yeah. now kind of being the. I love Elia that they killed off um, Gideon and they killed off Pershing. So now it's like here's this new character that's essentially going to be the conduit, kind of for like their yeah, in the story. middle of all of that, yeah. And I I like that the way it ended with you know. I was a little confused of like, all right, well, now Grogu is an official kind of Mandalorian apprentice. Um, you can leave Mandalore now. I was like, why Why would they? What's that all about? Okay, but I guess they're going to live on Navarro uh, and kind of have their own little house, which is cute. But like that like decision from the armor didn't yeah. make a whole lot of sense to me. But well, again, I, I like that they're, they're bringing... Um, Mando out of it a little bit because I know when they talked about the you know the celebra uh, at celebration the movie that Filoni is directing that's going to tie mm -hmm. up the Mando like era stuff I doubt that did is the main character in that and I feel like he would be more of a supporting role again I could be very much wrong but then like having him just kind of be the side like guy who's like just out doing his bounty hunting stuff and then when the crew comes together and they're like we need backup. And then he comes yeah. in and like the second or third act or whatever. Like, I think that that'd be a He's cool a setup. street level Avenger. I want to, yes, I want to, exactly. I want to talk a lot about this in, in just a second, but real quick, remember you can go to patreon.com slash kind of funny to get this show ad free. But for everyone else, here is a word from our sponsors. Shout out to rocket money for sponsoring this episode. We all love gobbling up content and we have an understanding of what subscriptions we use or do we? Do you know how much your subscriptions really cost? Most Americans think they spend around $80 a month on subscriptions when the actual total is closer to $200. That's right. You, you, you out there. You could be wasting hundreds of dollars each month on subscriptions you don't even know about. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions. It monitors your spending and it helps you lower your bills all in one place. Rocket Money has saved some of us here at Kind of Funny a ton of money and it can help you too. Stop throwing away your money. Cancel unwanted subscriptions and manage your expenses the easy way by going to Rocket rocketmoney.com slash kind of funny that's rocketmoney.com slash kind of funny r-o-c-k-e-t-m-o-n-e-y.com slash kind of funny when it comes to the movie that you're talking about uh mm. barrett i do think that dan will probably be more involved than like just coming in later i think he will be one of the core main cast like i bet he's real big on the poster you know mm, yeah. and it's because mandalorian dinjarin he's fucking cool I just yeah. feel like objectively, you look at him, he's cool. His weapons are cool. His ship's cool. Everything's cool. 
But I'd also, be surprised if he's a he fucking the, dork. I, I, I love when he's dork. moving around, and it's like I love that the coolest looking guy ever is also just this fucking loser, jujitsu uh, nerd. <laughs> that too. <laughs> like I dude, thought he was Nick Sarpino at the beginning of the Sasha episode. Banks, man, it's great. That was really cool. Oh my gosh, I, I yeah, I I think so. I think them like, hey, now leave Mandalore was was more of like so they. She mentioned you had a master that took you on your journeys, mm. and now it's time for you to take your apprentice on his journeys. And so I think it's like, hey, you got it's it's bring your son to work day. You've got to train this kid. You've taken on an apprentice. Mm. And now it's time to go out and teach him. And like maybe, you know, where the first season was like Mando earning his armor, like maybe they're gonna do the same thing for a little baby boy. Maybe yeah, he, gets he only to got one piece armor. of armor this season and we didn't even really see it a lot in action. So yeah, yeah maybe although it's... it was always it was always they did show it a little bit under his robes all the time, which I thought was nice. Yeah, uh, I also want to I also want to like talk about um, Grogu in this episode and just the Kanan Jarrus moment that Grogu gets at the end. Oh, when yeah. like when, the oh, group moment. when Grogu comes into his group. powers. I loved that moment, and it took. Yep. I love that it took all three of them to take him down, working together, being a family, a mom and a dad and a baby. That was and great. It it was so good, and that moment where like, where the Praetorians take IG twelve, our little baby robot mech oh my boy, God, they just start and cutting it up. Suit. And start like, and the door starts closing, and you see Din just like become a dad for I a know. moment. Was, and I'm just like, oh, that was so good. So good. Yeah, and the, so the, good. The, the the back and forth fight with uh, Din and Grogu versus the guard, right? Like, I, I action wise, like that was like one of my favorite moments of like Grogu just kind of using the force in little ways just to fuck with them. And Video then, game shit, man. Yeah, it felt like Din, God of War, Atreus, and, yeah, and Kratos. And then going back to the one where it's like the laser grid uh, hallway fight scene where so it cool. felt yes. like uh, um, what's the game that we love? Sifu, where it's yep. like, all right, we're yes. gonna like uh, like. Two at a time, every uh, enemy you beat, you upgrade your weapons and then you go on to the next round. It was so cool. And then I love that since Daredevil, every show's got to have their hallway, hallway fight scene. scene. Yeah. In the hallway, yeah. man. It's and just I love cool. a hallway fight scene. Yeah. Uh, uh, that was very good. R5 getting his props. Uh, a lot of fan theories about R5 confirmed this season, which is fun. Love that. Um, little mouse droid. What's with the mouse droid being like, my idea is to bring more mouse droids just to ram into you? That's not the purpose of a mouse droid, is it? <laughs> I feel uh, like they would go warn other people, or was it I, maybe? I'm sure know, they man, were maybe. So I'm weird. sure. I'm sure. Like one, like some of them were warning other people, while some of them were just trying to keep keep him in place. Like, and, and to be fair, like the, the actual people were going off and fighting the Mandalorian. So um, maybe, yeah. yeah, he could. He got all he could, which was his other mouse droids. I love it, and they're just like they're just trying to like knock into him. They're just like bonk, bonk, yep. bonk. Yeah. Uh, I, I want to say, like, speaking of the uh, of of tr getting people to help, uh, I love when uh, Moff Gideon gets his Vader moment, and he's like, he puts on his helmet and he says, "I'll take care of them myself." And yeah. I'm just like, I, they were just like, they were really hammering home that he's the Vader of this series in yeah. a way where I was like, you could dial it back a notch, but I yeah, also I, love that his was power a, armor. That was an eye roll moment for myself. Uh, I remember writing that down. I was like, really, we're gonna do. We're going to do the I'll take care of him myself, like kind of like Vader callback, which like I know like a Filoni and gang have uh, been known to do throughout their shows. And I, every time I do it, it's just like, I don't know, man. I, I just need it. Yeah. All, so much of this stuff was so cool. I just wish that we got there differently later. I, I don't yeah. know what it is, but it felt 
wrong to have him have this moment. I loved the moment, but like as it's I was because watching, we don't I get to like, spend we don't get to spend a lot of time with him. This, yeah, and, like we barely get to see him this season, and it felt like yeah. a kind of like they wanted to earn that moment of him getting the full Beskar suit, and it's like, but what like. We the last time we really saw you in a significant way was two years ago at the end of season two, and you were defeated. And like everything that you've been working to build towards has been off camera, and that like well, that, that that feels like such a weird choice. When I feel like uh, like Rebels, I feel like did such a solid job of yes. like showing the different perspectives from not just the the crew on the ghost, and like actually building up and earning villain moments. Um, yeah, so was, I think this yeah. is I think it's particularly interesting because it comes down to that pacing thing that we've talked about before with Disney Plus and with limited series. Mm. Whereas to us, it feels like two <clears> years <throat> in a very long time. We're only like we're only like, you know, six hours. It's only six hours later in the show that yeah. Gideon's that Gideon comes back. Um, but you're right. It like. You know, they 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 made little points of it. They were like, hey, Gideon disappeared. I heard he died. Like we start hearing that like within the first, you know, episode or two of the series. But you're right in that they didn't they didn't spend a lot of time sort of bringing that back. Mm -hmm. What I what I do want to say, though, is is something that I thought was very interesting about that, that the final conflict is we've been talking for the last few episodes about how I don't know, like the look the the look and the and the feel of the show keeps going up and down and up and down right as it does with all this disney plus stuff and i think now we know what they were saving their money for and their pennies and it's because rick famiyiwa wanted that very good mandalorian's versus scout trooper jesus oh, christ yeah. jet oh battle, yeah which, oh, her which with looked, the dark saber flying through so what? leading the charge the anytime the armor hit someone while flying around with her tools was the fucking most badass stuff ever like in this Dude, season the armor, so cool. i loved it the mandos are just like we don't need anything give me a stick yeah, yeah. And Be honestly, stick and i will finish this th that, that whole scene where we see all the the ties flying out as I was watching this, I was like, this is why I love Star Wars. This is it. And it's shout these out to moments like, that this is on TV every week and I get to just have fun fucking watching it. I, I love that we ha uh, ended with like a little bit more of like a, a happier, again, bow tied around things. Bow. Like Axe, uh, uh, you know, Axe wasn't a spy. The armor wasn't yeah. a spy. Like interesting theories, but it, like that... That felt wrong and dirty to me, like when we when we talked about it uh, these last couple weeks. But I love Axe going down with the ship, but then you know the ship's about think, to hit. It, but then he still gets out. You're like, yeah, hell yeah, hell like, yeah. Good for him. I and, still think the armors. I still think the armor is is going to be a source of more of a source of conflict than a sort. Like right now, she's a unifying force. Mm. Um, but I think that she has a very specific way. You know, there, this is the way there is a creed. And she's like, right now, she's like, all of us need to be together. But the moment they're all together, I wonder if she's not going to push for their ways to become the main ways. You know mm. what I mean? Yeah, that's totally. something that I still see happening. But Axe Woves, I just want to say, has the worst aim of any Mandalorian. He had an entire he had an entire uh, Imperial cruiser and he only shot down one of those interceptors with two turrets. He's the worst shot in the history of He was of trying Star to Wars. control like a ship, like being aimed down at the planet. He's only one Axe man. Is I, man. Be, I read it. Axe Wolves, man. He Axe said Wolves so, like, auto thing aim. in this show <laughs> is to lose to everyone. Yeah. Axe Woves is there to be punched in the face, and that's fine. Yep. But he's bad at he's bad at being a Mando. <laughs> you know, you know who wasn't there to get punched in the face? Boba Fett. That's fine. I, I, it's fine. It's just, not, it's the, the Mandalorian. 
It's not. A, it's not a story. His just, story is hanging out with the space kids with their space vests, but getting rid I of spites he, off yeah. of Tatooine. I don't sh- think he considers himself part of that but at I, all. I don't know, man. Like it's again, I'm not. It's not one of those things where I I wanted it or needed it. Like especially after the book of Boba Fett, I don't need more Boba Fett. Mm. I just think that it's bizarre for the story that this show was telling of getting all the Mandalorians together mm. that they wouldn't get. In our minds and hearts, the Mandalorian that we know they interact together and stuff, especially yeah. when. But he's the least Mandalorian Mandalorian there's ever been. Yeah. Because of like, Dave Filoni and John Favreau no, making their no, that's a no, George, that's a George Lucas decision. Yeah, that's that's always been that's always been his thing. Is like he is a he is the he is the lone samurai. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He is the guy who like has his own code and lives by his own rules. You like even when they they made an entire army out of him, and he said that's fine. Just give me one. I want one son, and mm-hmm. that's going to be my whole life. You know what I mean? But that's I how like- that's how Django that's how Django rose raised Boba, mm-hmm. and that's who Boba is. But I think the whole point of this season has been like, hey, Mandalorians can be many things, but we still are better together. And so him being something different, I still think is totally aligned with whether it's Bo's Bo, who was alone when we see her in the beginning of this, Bo's crew with Sasha Banks and them. <laughs> exactly. Just like that. Uh, and then the more religious ones. It's like, I don't know. Yeah. I just. I just think that he's a retired, he's a retired man who's running, who's running an entire planet full of punk kids on Vespas. He doesn't have time. Even if they went, yeah, if the, even if they went to him, I doubt that he he'd be like, he yeah, I'll, I'll help y'all out, maybe. But like, yeah, tattooing Do you know what is I think? Okay. Do you know what I think? The the unevenness of this season really shows. I think it really showed what the what I think the place of the Mandalorian is in all of these upcoming series which is now the mandalorian kind of like i mean it's like iron man was for the mcu he's the he's the focal point right we know that the pirates that he ran up against in that episode we know that they are going to be uh, a big bad in skeleton, skeleton crew. crew we know yeah. that they're going to show up right we know that he's we're we're meeting all of these different uh all these different cultures and these different planets were setting up all these political factions and his job, I think in this next season. And I think his job has always been to take us to these new places, introduce us to these new people, introduce these ideas. And then maybe if these ideas take hold and fans really love them, they spin off into their own thing. Um, Which in some ways feels a little utilitarian. And I, and I understand why people are a little like "Eh," about that. Um, because you're right, it does make for sometimes a season that doesn't feel as thematically coherent together as yeah. it could be. But I think it's, I think that's more, I think as more and more Star Wars TV shows are introduced, the pressure is going to be off the Mandalorian to be that show that has the one long main Star Wars story and will be able to be more of this like episode by episode, case by case bounty hunter show yeah. that I think you know, Favreau and Famuyiwa have have wanted to make, whereas like Filoni is very much the deep lore man. You know what I mean? And now there's much more deep lore going on that he's got his toes in. And, you know, maybe now we can just have the Mando be like fun video game adventure of the week show. I mean, it's what it, like all of it is, right? Like, like when you really even just think about the show being the Mandalorian, Boba Fett being Boba Fett, mm. Boba Fett being in the Sarlacc pit, then in the book, it's said that, oh, somebody finds his armor. And then we mm-hmm. get that guy in the show. And then we eventually get that armor off of him. Boba Fett comes back, gets that armor. It's, like, just so funny how many, like, 
it's that's what storytelling is. It's just a series it's of decisions. Poetry. It but rhymes, it's just so Tim. funny how yeah. it, it's literally just like let's take a thing and move the thing over and over yeah. and over. Like let's kill off IG Eleven, then bring him bring back. back. Let's separate Mando and Grogu, bring him back, <laughs> and not the main show. Um, yeah, a lot of weird decisions. But again, I think the to bring it all back to this episode and the future of this, I think this was this episode felt like a nice reset for the future. And like uh, you and Carboni have been saying, like a nice bringing back uh, this show to maybe what it was originally uh, inspired to be was just a weekly fun adventure of the week kind of show, which I'm down for, honestly. Yep. Uh, yeah. I just want to shout out the Mythosaur down below. Shout in the, out the Mythosaur. In the living, uh, in the, what is it, the still waters, the living, the living waters? I always forget what kind of waters they are. Minnetonka. Um, <laughs> and uh, I, I, again, I like that the mythosaur was just kept as more of like a a symbol of the the Mandalore and the you know the the fire igniting for them coming together. So I, yeah. I, I I'm and glad I that there a wasn't good... a big kaiju fight. We're not getting writing. It will happen. And I, and I want to say that I think this is a great this the end of this season was a great moment for for Clone Wars fans and and for people who have been following Bo-Katan and who've been following yes. like the Krees and the Vizlas and all that stuff for years. This was a very cool ending. While it's it has a particularly Star Wars problem of like it it within the context of the Mandalorian, it is not as emotionally punchy as it is within the context of the larger Star Wars lore that unfortunately you had to watch seven seasons and a you know <laughs> of, a, of a cartoon to understand. Carboni, will Bo Katan ever fucking mention her sister on a live action show or are we just pretending Satine just doesn't exist in any way, shape I or form? think I think just to mention you know, to be like she feels like it's her responsibility to bring it back because her hey. sister was used to be the leader of Mandalorian and she died and she feels like it's her responsibility now. I just want an acknowledgement of this lady that everybody was in love with, especially Obi Wan Kenobi. Tim, I got it, dude. Love uh, and so uh, uh, just some respect for Satine. All right, I feel like I feel like we'll eventually hear about Satine. I feel like I feel like there hasn't been a lot of time for Bo Katan to get into past stuff. Yeah, that's fair. That's um, this, fair. This season, but Too I think as she begins cool. to, yeah, <laughs> I feel like as she as she makes as as she gets closer relationships with the armorer or with Din or maybe with she'll whoever, start sharing that a little bit more. Yeah, yeah, maybe she'll start. Maybe she'll show up on the porch of Din's nice little countryside home that he has now, where his little boy is just eating frogs in the front yard. Yeah, and they'll I love him making the frog the little float. stuff. Yeah, it was very similar to, what was it, uh, I think it was Book of Boba Fett where Grogu and Luke Skywalker are hanging out and he's trying to float the frog. Yeah. That was a nice little callback there. But yeah, I, I, as a Bo-Katan fan from Clone Wars and Rebels, this was so cool to see of just like, yeah, this continued struggle of the planet Mandalore and seeing it all, at least for now, uh, come together in, in a way that uh, feels finally like a success story for Bogotan after yeah. uh, failing and, you know, other characters failing at trying to bring people together, specifically with the Darksaber. Maybe that's like a, maybe that's a, you know, a false thing that they are worshiping, right? And I, I love the fact that it breaks and what that means and making kind of uh, new things for the, the future of uh, the Mandalorian people. Um, and not just like dedicating like all of their time into oh the o only the person who wields the dark saber can can lead us and no actually like uh, you know showing the honor and, and things of that nature that uh, yeah. 
uh, Din was talking about last episode, where he's like, this thing that you are that you love and worship, it doesn't mean anything to me. These are the things that uh, mean a lot to me and mean a lot to the people that I was raised by. So, uh, yeah. all very cool stuff. Uh, but then also, you know, a lot of weird stuff. Remember Jack Black and Lizzo? Star Wars, baby! I loved it! I love Jack Black <laughs> and Lizzo. Course. I love the of I love course. the Buddy Cop episode. That was a good episode. <laughs> Get wrecked. That was fun as hell. <laughs> Carvoni, we're wrapping up here. Where could people find you? Uh, you can find me everywhere online at A Carboni, except for on Twitch, where I'm at Anthony Carboni. Twitch, you cowards, it's mine. Give it back to me. Cowards! We go um well let us know in the comments below what you thought about the finale to mandalorian season three what you thought of the season overall what your theories are for season four ahsoka any of the other star wars stuff i would love to see all of that uh thank you for hanging out with us we love talking star wars here at kind of funny barrett has his video essay for jedi fallen order coming out later today so you should definitely check that out um but yeah like i was saying we will return for um ahsoka uh, in august so that's gonna be a lot of fun there's nothing in between that right show wise i don't think i don't so. think so because we still don't know when the yeah the young the... jedi adventures that's true that is true that that's coming <laughs> i don't know if we're gonna be covering visions. that one but... oh you're visions. right visions may Season two. yeah visions comes yeah, out that may could 4th. be that could be interesting maybe maybe we'll see we'll see schedule wise might get a little complicated yeah. but anyways uh i love you all till next time may the force be with you